Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We are talking with San Luis Obispo City Council candidate Taylor Taft. That's spelled T-A-F-F. No T, not like uh, President Taft. No, and uh, I've uh, been getting that that mix up quite well, a while. You know, it's a natural thing. People people are used to talking about President Taft. He was the largest president, literally, in the history of America. <laughs> You're quite. Uh, svelte. And, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have kind of a curious thing on your website. I've never seen a candidate put this uh, as part of their campaign. Pet-friendly housing. Oh, yeah. Why don't we have pet-friendly housing in San Luis Obispo, and how would you fix that? Well, you might imagine that I'm an animal lover uh, with that priority on my website. The reason I I bring that up is I have a couple of rental properties of my own, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I have noticed that it's it's fairly common for individuals to be presenting an animal after the fact, after they signed a lease. And they're able to do that by claiming it as a... Service animal. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. an emotional support animal. Yeah, well. And, you know, I believe that's great. I think animals of all sorts can be, uh, you know, offer emotional support. The statute of limitations is run. I had 29 chickens in my backyard. Well, I think but, 25 which was, more than it would offer me emotional support. It was <laughs> it was far more than the city ordinances allow. But, yeah, what is it that you think should be done about pets in the city of San Luis Obispo? Well, for, as a, for housing. Right. Well, as I was mentioning, I believe that designation for the you know, emotional support animal oftentimes is abused uh, simply because renters have no other ability to, you know, to find rental options with their pets. How how would you solve that? Well, I believe offering incentives to homeowners. I don't believe that offering penalties ever solves anything. You know, offering some sort of incentive um, where homeowners, you know, above board could, you know, get on, uh, get on board with, you know, allowing renters to bring pets, you know, especially well-behaved pets. Well, what, what incentive could the city offer homeowners or apartment owners, uh, duplex owners, to encourage them to allow pets in their rentals? Well, the county could certainly offer tax incentives. But that's the county. Yes. And in terms of city, um, that's a more difficult issue to address. I'm not sure what what type of incentives homeowners in general would um, would want. Uh, and that's something I plan on throughout my candidacy. You know, asking individuals who you know would potentially be open to that, but you know, what they would most benefit for, from. Okay, folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I'm having a chat with uh, San Luis Obispo candidate for City Council Taylor Taft. One of the things I noticed it looks like you registered to vote in San Luis Obispo County in 2018, um, which is about five years ago now. Uh, You've lived in in San Luis for uh, 10 years. Correct. Um, Were you voting someplace else? Uh, Were you just not voting? Uh, Yeah, I was an absentee voter. Okay. Yeah. And whereabouts? Little River. Little River. Still still back home where you were raised. Yeah. Okay. I I have a hard time cutting ties from there. It's a beautiful area. Well, you know, it is a beautiful area. So there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, at some point in 2018, you decided that the city of San Luis Obispo needed your your influence. What what led you to do that? 
Well, for a while, I wasn't sure if I was going to be moving. You know, I had a remote job and a remote company, uh-huh. so I was bouncing around quite a bit prior to coming into uh, settling in San Luis Obispo. Okay. Once I decided that this was going to be my permanent residence, it made more sense to you know change my boat. You just uh, couldn't go away. Oh uh, no! That, I mean, that, they no, keep asking me back too. That's how that's how things happen. Yeah. That's how people get here. Now, one of your things on your campaign website is that you want to have better communication of community changes. What's wrong now with our communication on community changes at the city level? Well, I believe that unless you're attending the city council meetings or you're listening in Mm -hmm. um, or you're members of the Tribune or some other local newspaper, you're not uh, the information is not being disseminated to you directly. I believe it could be on radio shows. Um, you know, okay. I believe that you know local news offers uh, a better ability to disseminate that as well. And i I would like to see I would like to see that information in in other avenues as well. Um, what, you know, whether or not that's newsletters or if that's, you know, mailers, you know, essentially just informing the community of what's happening at the city level and how they can participate and get involved. Well, that is, uh, that is a good goal. And, um, one of, one of the things that might change that, you know, the city's, uh, being threatened with a lawsuit because it does not have council districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had council districts, there'd be probably be, uh, between ten and 12,000 people in each district to contact by their representative on council. Sure. Um, what do you think about the issue of whether the city of San Luis Obispo should institute and adopt districting for its city council? Well, I think for this size of a city at large, uh, voting makes sense. I think districting um, I believe that you had the vice mayor of Paso, uh, Paso Robles on here at some mm-hmm. point. And, yeah. you know, I remember listening in and him talking about the, the common um, concern that if you district that you might have a uh, elected official only interested in, you know, the well-being of his district and not of the city as a whole. I think, believe that's a very common concern. Okay. I believe there's a concern in San Luis Obispo specific, specifically about gerrymandering and that potentially increasing with, you know, districting. I know the idea is, you know, to district and for that to actually make it more equal, but I think in this particular that, assu- instance, that assumes that the city didn't also adopt a redistricting commission of independent from the city council. Sure, sure. So... Um, I also believe that, you know, personally, I think if a city's arm is getting twisted to do something, it might not be doing it for the right reasons. All right. Well, folks, we're coming up on the end of the show. I've got a couple things to talk about about next weekend. Be sure and tune in next weekend. We're going to have a Bill of Rights Day special. We're going to have constitutional lawyers talking about the Bill of Rights, how it protects you and what you can do to implement those protections. And we're going to have the former mayor of the city of Grover City talk about uh, the history of Grover City and, and now Grover Beach. It was put together and opened as the City of the Common Man by D.W. Grover way back in the teens of the last century. So be sure and stay tuned for that. 
Taylor, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before you go? Well, I'd just like to thank you again, Stu, for having me on your show. That's the first uh, first radio show I've been a part of. Well, you've done just fine, and uh, I'm sure you'll be on many more. And I wish you luck on your campaign. What's your website again for your campaign? For the campaign, it's www.votefortaf.com. All right, folks. Stay tuned. Uh, There's more to come on KNews FM 98.5. This is your host, Stu Jenkins, and we're calling it a wrap on Slow County Public Policy and the Law this week. For more information on Slow County Public Policy and the Law, visit our website, knews985.com.